Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Pastor Birds. Today I'll be talking about Brazil, focusing on the impact of coronavirus pandemic on the beautiful Southern American country called Brazil. Brazil is the biggest nation in Southern America, it's the biggest in landmass, population and even its economic power. Brazil has been suffering, has been the, suffering so hard from coronavirus pandemic, making them the second only to America in terms of numbers of cases and deaths of or by the coronavirus. Who should be held accountable for this? Why are they in this position? And what is the future for these people of Brazil? This and a lot more I'll be talking about today on the podcast. I am Asan and this is Astopods. Before I start, I just want to tell you guys that my next podcast, which I want you guys to watch out for, will be talking about New York City. I've been talking about it for some time, but I think right now I'm going to go into it and talk about the state of New York City. Watch out for that on my next podcast. Now let's go into this. Brazil is home to just a little under 210 million people, making this beautiful South American country the fifth or sixth most populous country in the world. Now, this is a very interesting number, but not just that Brazil is big in terms of their population, Brazil is a beautiful country in terms of because the way the Latin America culture is set up, there's a lot of com- community activity, a lot of brotherhood and, you know, this familiarity. I guess this this was the, one of the reasons why there's a spike in the number of cases and deaths in Brazil. Because Brazil reported 46,934 cases, new, ca- new coronavirus cases, and 1,184 deaths of disease created by the virus in 24 hours. That's what the administry says. Brazil has registered 3.9 million cases since the pandemic started and the official death toll has risen to 123,780 based on their health ministry's data making it second only to the United States of America in terms of cases and death from coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. Let us let us sink for a second. Brazil, Brazil would have thought, not China, not India, not Italy, not Spain, not Germany. Brazil is the second uh, leading country when it, when it comes to coronavirus, number of cases and death. And this is a very, very jarring thing because some of us remember that there was, there was, there was a time the, um, the Brazil, even recently now, they said there was a fire in the Amazon forest. Uh, Brazil is one of that, those countries that is somewhat steady because I think they are the richest in Latin America. And to know that they have these staggering numbers, and this, all of this did not start because Brazil did not got hit with the virus as as soon as like like countries like America and China got it. No, it took a while. I think Brazil started getting the the the, the memo around March, April, where they had the chance because this has been going on since February to really guide against it. 
I mean, I saw some videos on on um, TV and some and, and also on YouTube of how there's mass barriers all over the place in Brazil. Brazilians are burying their loved ones in in mass. Like it was a lot of people, mass barrier all over the place. And it's a very shocking one. Because this is what it, the health ministry is giving us. There's There are chances that it's probably more than that. But if you've had more than 123,000 deaths, America has more than 183,000 deaths, if I'm not mistaken. And they have 123,000 deaths. That is a lot of people that is dead already. And their cases is right now 3 point almost 4 million cases you know america is um, i think maybe six or so million cases so you can see that their number of deaths is fast approaching to that to that of america and brazil is um is one of those countries that is so steady and they are scientifically sophisticated because they've dealt with a lot of um viral infections in the past so you now want to wonder why is this the case now well many many experts are blaming their the president whose name is Jair bolsonaro for the outbreak and spread of the virus the president got infected in june and he described the virus as a measly flu like it's, like it's a common flu and during this time that during, during this pandemic, at least two of his um, health ministers had resigned, and he, he, he just basically replaced them the last the last the last person with a uh, with this with the military general that has no prior experience in the in health related um, activities or field. Brazilians are not happy, especially the elite and the scientists and the teachers, people that knows what's going on. They are they are really upset. With the way and manner this president has handled this pandemic, they say is uh, is a huge fan of President Trump, and his rhetoric are that of President Trump in terms of downplaying the flu, talking as if the flu is nothing but just gonna go away, washing it away, and many things of like that. They are saying our people are dying, and you are here saying that it's gonna go away or it's a common flu. When we have over, when we've buried over 123,000 people, those people, each and every single one of them have family members, have loved ones, have people that care about them. You know, the issue of this pandemic is real to some of us because a lot of us have had an experience with it. Many of, many of my listeners know that I am personally, uh, a victim of this virus and I know I'm not, it's not a, it's not just peculiar to me. I know, I know millions of people are out there that are survivors of this virus. But we've lost thousands of people too. And in the world um, calculation, we are now about millions of people now that is dead of from this um, virus. And as we know now, the virus may not necessarily kill you, but you may, you may die of death that is related to that virus because of your compromised immune system. It's somewhat like HIV, just in a, in a more... It kills it faster, I would say, because once your lungs, once your lungs is is um is compromised, there's no defense system. I remember from my last podcast when I said that lung cancer is the number one killer of man. So when somebody attacks your lung, that area, 
is a real problem. And you know, this virus is a, is a respiratory viral infection. So it's big deal. So like I said earlier, because the reason Brazil's case is a little bit shocking to the rest of the world is because, you know, I made a podcast lately about the polio that is almost eradicated from the world, but for two countries, and that's Pakistan and Afghanistan. Brazil is one of the countries that led the way in all of this um, groundbre- groundbreaking um, health um, discovery or, or, you know, medical expertise. Brazil. Because Brazil has a universal public health care system with one of the best immunization programs in the developing world, which has enabled it to contain outbreaks of yellow fever, measles, and other pathogens. So you now wonder if they are if they are so sophisticated, especially in the in the in the um in the you know in this world of um healthcare and um and immunization and you know vaccination and all those things, why can't they you know control this? Many reasons are you have many reasons for that, many reasons. But you know, it just goes to tell you that at the end of the day, the uh leadership is is like everything really. Because I saw on the news lately that um, even the White House are trying to bring back that um, office that looks into um, epidemics and all those things. Because remember that it was John Bolton that sort of, uh, um, you know, dissolved that office literally and replaced with the with Ham's office in the White House. And the and White House are like they realize that if that office was there, maybe they would have gotten a, a real a good end or a good feed of what's going to happen to this country. But because it was not there, so they were relying on CDC and CDC, you know, so they need a correspondence in the White House. So this is the same thing with this particular case in um, Brazil. Under the former president, Brazil was doing amazingly well. And they have many um, things that, you know, like I said, they were, leading, they were leading the world in terms of developing nations, in terms of immunization. They've been polio free a long time ago, and they are always challenging the status quo because they have smart people in Brazil. But what has happened to this uh, great um, body of this this healthcare system that is so robust and is internationally recognized? Simple leadership. Because since since the past four years or so, there has been steady cuts to the budgetary to the budget allocation for that particular healthcare sector in Brazil. So budget cuts coupled with internet. Uh, disinformation has crippled the ability of this sector. We have, you know, we have a, you know, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to say anything even of the president because I don't know him that much to talk about him. But I'm trying to say that, you know, these people, they have this belief that they can compromise, they, they, they don't want to listen to healthcare or medical practitioners for whatever reason, maybe because, you know, this, everybody, in my opinion, even some of these um, medical practitioners too. They have their own hidden agenda. They want to get my location. They want to. They want to fund some things. They are sometimes their their interest is not really clear. Is it for you or for the people? You know, but that notwithstanding, that that even that even at that, you still hold it to your people, to make sure that you're doing everything humanly, and government and governmentally possible to make sure that your people's health and their welfare is your top priority. So whether the healthcare system is, is a fraud or not, you still owe it to your people. Because if it's not broken, why do you want to fix it? 
Because if this if this um, system that, that that has been in place in Brazil that looks into the way they um, the way they immunize their people, the way they the way they get things done, there are programs that look at that look into how they've been able to curtail and contain outbreaks in the past, like I said, yellow fever, measles, and other pathogens. If those measures are still in place, they will have been like because those measures will help you in terms of contact tracing, in terms of um, in terms of you know supplies and where to focus because so because Brazil is such a big country there are so many tribes in the Amazon and all those places like I read in the news that one of the leaders of a, of an Amazon village like that is a big time leader is a big time recognized leader in Brazil he just tested positive for the virus so but if those measures were in place those um those that sector was functioning well the way the way it was supposed to function they would have been able to find a way to 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 guide against that. That that stuff does not get to those people in those remote areas of Brazil. Because I'm talking about villages that you cannot access with your leg or your car. You have to paddle a candle to get to those villages. They know the people better. They will have done because they kicked polio out of Brazil. So they will have done this. But because they that particular ministry has been crippled from for several years now. So there's that going on. So and people just people keep downplaying it. So the people are not sensitized enough. They are not well informed of the power and the goodness of having of having a country that is based and is and is run on facts, not fiction or conspiracy theories. So we have that miseducation and lack of leadership. Because if there was good leadership, that provided enough budget, that would have oversaw this thing before it even came to, you know, to bear. So there's that part of it. So. This, what I just mentioned now, is the number one reason why Brazil is where they are. And everything, and all fingers still what points to who? To Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil. Now, in the midst of this thing, there has been so many things people are accusing of nepotism, of this, of that, you know, corruption, stealing money, and all those things. This is a man that said just something that he wished, to, he wished he could punch a reporter in, in his face for asking him a dumb question. Again, I'm not going to focus on what the president is saying, but I'm going to. My podcast today is to focus on the people of Brazil. How, if they had had a more proactive leadership that has a more practical and realistic um, approach to this kind of pandemic, maybe these people that have died in Brazil, this hurt and pains and anguish of the people of Brazil would have been minimized a great deal. So there's a lady called um, Natalia Past- Pastan- Pastanak. Uh, she's a microbiologist and she's also a broadcaster. She has so many th- things that she said, and I'll be saying some of those things later. But she's just, um, she's just really, really upset, and not just her. Like I said, a lot of experts are just mad that this man is just not taking this thing seriously. And you would have expected that there should be an uprising in Brazil by now, if truly this is what is going on. But guys, that's not the case. That's not the case. As a matter of fact, the people of Brazil are cheering for their president. And you'll be like, oh my God, what's going on? Yes, they're cheering him on. Are they all docile? Absolutely not. They do not believe in science. Of course they do. So why are they cheering this president on? Yes, I'll be giving you all of these facts in a short while. But before I say that, 
I just want, I just want to give us a quote from uh, uh, Natalie, Miss Natalie Pasternak. She says, "My role is to do everything I can to inform the population about how science works and why we need to trust science to guide our decisions, because science is the best tool we have to fight this pandemic." Meanwhile, this lady has granted over. 300 interviews attended attended uh, appeared in more than 90 podcast um, um, episodes of, diff- of different 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 uh, platforms, and you know has has written a lot of, art- of of articles just to talk about the 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 level of urgency that this pandemic requires. But it seems that everything's landing on a deaf ear. Then you want to ask yourself, why are Brazilians not paying attention to? science to facts to proving truth well you can guess it well yes your guess is as good as mine now the reason is this again the people of brazil the beautiful people of brazil because you know brazilians are beautiful people i mean i've i'm here to see a brazilian a brazilian that's not good looking uh you know they are smart they are good with they are really athletic Athletic people, they're good with their sport. Their soccer is one of the best, if not the best in the world. And, uh, you know, they're good. So we cannot, we can never associate them with docility because they are not. But again, poverty is a huge weapon in the hands of politicians. Yes, poverty is a powerful weapon in the hands of politicians. They play that poverty and risk out a lot. And it's like a win 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 um, strategy. Now, what am I talking about? So, Long before this pandemic became a thing in Brazil, Bolsonaro and his administration have decided to give the people of Brazil $110 a month. Yes, they give, the, they give their citizens, the poor ones, their poorest citizens, $110 per month. So with this kind of money coming in and the speculation of a virus that is never here yet, the people, the, the Brazilian, the Brazil people are, uh, uh, they are very um, enthused and they are impressed by their, by their president. That at least is taking care of them. So even if, the, so even when this virus finally landed and became a thing, the money is still constant. And with this, they've been able to be economically empowered to buy things and do things that they've always wanted to do, because a lot of them never made that kind of money before. And as, and as um, Caesar, Caesar Zuko. A political scientist mentioned he says the benefit reached many people long before the disease did many people have gone two or three months with never seen income and they have not yet seen the disease and even if the disease even if they have its income they are not used to making that money is just a lot like whoa and so many rural 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 remote areas as been transformed due to this, you know, because there's there's a lot of economic economic activities going on. The hotels in those places are booming, they are popping, and things are going on. So they are impressed that this man is doing something. Their roads are tired, and he's just he's moving, he's moving. And this is a man that is not he, coming to office. He was not seen as a politician that it was for the grassroots, even though he's from the grassroots, even though he's from the poor. He's, even though it was a he, he comes from a very poor background. But they, they, his, his political ideology is seen as that of elites. But during this pandemic, he has focused a lot on the welfare of the poorest of the people in Brazil. And that has earned him a huge political score point. 
They love him. People that did not vote for him when if when he came in are saying that now they're gonna vote for him because why why shouldn't they? They are, they have money to take care of their things. Yes, they are dying, but those who are living have some money to play with. So you see, the weaponization of poverty. Think about it. If the people had had you know been a lot better economically, wouldn't they have seen it a little bit different? Like, okay, listen, yo, I know you just give us money, but can you take a better approach so that we don't lose this much people? Like the way America is 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 really mad at the president right now. Because President Trump, despite his success, which you cannot deny, is his major problem will be how he is handling this pandemic. Because obviously, this has taken away everything he has done up until this moment. So the Americans are poor too, but poverty is not the major problem of America because we are we have a population, we have an inflation, um, we have an unemployment rate that was less than four percent. So that is a good thing for Americans. So now we are not as poor, so we can challenge the status quo, unlike what 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 have gone on in Brazil. Anyway, so these are the things that made him to be really good in, with the people of the grassroots. But do you know that? Now, you ask me, what is that sustainable? Is given the people we have a population of over or about two point two hundred and ten million people, will give them one hundred and ten dollars monthly, which according to Brazil authorities say that um, that amounts to, that accounts for like ten billion dollars spent monthly, will giving them that money. Be sustainable for the for the people of Brazil. Many experts have said that that is not sustainable. That the the economy is going to very soon nosedive. It's, it's going to spiral into recession or, or bankrupt. Well, as of today, it is confirmed that Brazil is in recession. You see, sometimes these experts do, they they know what they are talking about. But now. The president has a has a choice to make now. Would you keep giving these people this amount of money, and you can you can keep going down, keep tanking, or would you find a more realistic approach to solving the problem at hand? Because at some point you're gonna have to stop giving them this monthly um, stimulus package, because there's a financial aid and all this health package that's given them. You're gonna have to stop because at what cost is it for you people? If you guys are not producing, because you guys are, uh, you know, in your like your amigas are locked in or whatsoever. And of course, talking about that, Bolsonaro as is a major advocate for open economy. He was he hasn't saying to people of Brazil. That's one of the reasons why people, are, the the experts are mad at him. That you keep encouraging these guys to go to work, and you know full well that going to work is like going to the house of death, because the people cannot fully right now start you know integrating and doing things as as usual. But people of Brazil are saying, yeah, we have this money, let us go to work and, you know, so there's that, you know, when you are using, when you're, when you're weaponizing lack of education and poverty, you say, you always have the popular support of the people. I'm not saying that what is, I'm not saying that what is doing is wrong, but what I'm just saying that, what I'm just saying is that the approach is not sustainable because now their, their country is in recession officially. Yeah, the people are clamoring and they're still loving him. But to what effect? Because if the if the country goes bankrupt, and you know, how, how do you get out of this now? 
So I guess maybe you have to double down, ask them to go back to work because there's a silver lining and which is my final point. Yes, the country is, is in recession and, um, uh, and they are, they are struggling right now because it says that Brazil's economy contracted, contracted by a record 9.7% in the second quarter of 2020. Plunging into recession as coronavirus locked down its own. The official stat- stat- statistics agency, that's what it says. GDP is now at the same level as at 2009, at the height of the global financial crisis. That's what the Brazilian Institute of, Institute of Geography and Statistics says. It was the biggest drop since the current system of records began in 1996. So Brazil, their, their economy has contracted by a record of 9.7% in the second quarter. So they are now in recession, which was what the people are saying. That if you keep giving these people spending $10 billion a month on in terms of um, um, stimulus checks to, to people in the, in the, to the price of us, it is not sustainable. Because now there's lockdown, you give them money, people are not producing, we cannot keep running this kind of economy. So they are hit by recession now. Recession is not the worst of things because with a good plan, America went through it. You can always come out of it. And Brazil is going to come out of this. But this is the good news I will leave the people of Brazil with. While Bolsonaro might have downplayed the, the, um, the, the significance of, 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 of um, medical practices or science and, and um, research, why those things might be true? You know what else is true? Is that the number of cases in Brazil right now has plummeted. It is going down. Their curve is flattening. And you won't ask yourself, how come? Well, when you have 3 million plus cases, you are about to have crowd immunity. And like some health experts have said, in places like New York and London, that we are already experiencing a, a sizable crowd immunity in places like New York and London. So I think there's this speculation that Brazil itself is already enjoying crowd immunity. And on that note, I'll be ending my podcast. I hope that this is true, that Brazil really, after after a very long rainy night, that the morning is full of a bright, shiny sun for them. Because crowd immunity will just be the way to go. And that's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so happy that you guys are able to listen to this podcast. It took me a while to bring up this one, and it's a very interesting one. We'll be watching closely to see what's going on in Brazil. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to us again, please contact us at Astopods on Instagram and, and Twitter. And I'm Asan again. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Be safe. Bye for now.